What's up, guys? Where are my fingers? God damn it, Cameron. <laughs> I'm trying to get in the zone here. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Press Y, your source of gaming news, the weekly roundup show. Uh, this is episode 17, and my name is Kelton Burns. I'm joined by Cameron Donahoe, and uh, we got some spicy, spicy news for you, little spice lords. Great to have you on the show, Cameron. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here every every time we do the show, so it's it's great to be here. Awesome. Let's get into it. So... Uh, do you want to start off with uh, some some exciting news or some sad news? Uh sad. <laughs> Let's get real let's, sad. Let's bring the mood down. So, as yes. reported by Ethan Gotch of Kotaku, following a 45% hit to yearly revenue, Bungie is laying off 100 employees, roughly 8% of its staff. This follows Jesus. the delay of the Destiny 2 expansion, The Final Shape, which is supposed to bring Destiny 2 to its climactic cinematic finale. The Final Shape was delayed following less than adequate internal feedback. And it was delayed from February 2024 to June of 2024. And the recently rele- or recently announced reboot of Bungie's extraction shooter Marathon was also delayed as well, pushing that back into 2025. So the 100 laid-off employees will receive three months of severance and health insurance while other benefits all uh, ran out earlier this week on the 1st. Uh, so, Woo! Yeah. More layoffs. Sick. Bungie was recently purchased by Sony, I think, last year, but apparently these layoffs came from inside Bungie. They did not come from Sony. I'm going to give you another Matrix choice. Mm. Do you want exciting news or good news? Ah, exciting news or good news? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this one's a little bit more fun. Um... Give me, give me the excitement. Let's let's spice it up. As reported by IGN in a recently released video showing off where the lies of PDLC will be headed, the game director confirmed that they will have begun work on the sequel. Now, slight spoiler here, guys. Slight spoiler. Just skip 15 seconds ahead, I guess, if you don't want to know mm. the little teaser at the end of Lies of P. But the, at the after the credits roll or whatever, at the very end, they tease uh, Wizard of Oz as the next game. Next, Yo. Uh, and a Wizard of Oz Dark Souls-like sounds even better than Pinocchio. Um, Fuck, so. that sounds so cool. Dude, uh, I love these, like, fucking, like, fantasy i mean i guess all dark souls are kind of fancy but like uh almost like uh folk tale i guess brothers grim type shit with dark souls spins on it oh i love it yeah i remember reading something about how like an ip after a hundred something years it enters into the public sphere and anyone can make anything with it and these are the types of things that i want made with like you know like winnie the pooh just entered into the to the public sphere, and I don't necessarily want a Dark Souls Winnie the Pooh, but I just want you know do something cool with the license if if it's going to be available. I totally agree. Uh, so yeah, that's that that was exciting for me to see. Um, onto the good news. So 2023, we've talked about this a lot, but it's the best year in gaming for a long time. But now, uh, the numbers have backed this up. Axios reported on this. Uh, this is the first year since 2011 that we've seen 25 games pull an average score of 90 or more on uh, on Metacritic. Uh, on at least one platform so that's just kind of proof that like 2023 phenomenal year we we just back to back to back game of the year contenders 
it's it's crazy uh and then i don't really know i could i could segue us into two different topics i want to talk about but i mm. want to talk about alan wake 2 i have 100 percent of alan wake 2 and jesus. i jesus christ tentatively gonna say it's my favorite game i've ever played in my whole life really so yeah. it's like in how big is the gap because your favorite game previously was alan wake right um, it's it's up there. It's well, how big? I feel is like I have between... a top three, and my top three kind of like rotate depending on. Yeah, I I totally okay. agree. But like, how big is the gap between Alan Wake and Alan Wake Two? Significant? Very very significant. Mm. Okay. Cool. Alan Wake Two. Alan Wake Two is like man, it's incredible. Like I. I could say so much about Alan Wake 2 and I, I don't want to spoil it, but it's like it's it's got that it's horror. It's a horror game for sure. Mm. It has it feels like Resident Evil game a lot of the time. Uh but then it has this like weird, wacky, like Twin Peaks, House of Leaves type of horror that I really like that uh kind of like brain bending uh man how did i hear it cerebral i guess i've seen that thrown around a lot and that for me is my favorite type of horror uh that kind of art house little uh film student horror and that's another thing is that uh this mo- this game has a lot of live action sequences like intermixed and intertwined within and there's a lot of meta uh kind of threads being pulled into this story like for example, one of the writers, one of the head writers, Sam Lake, he's been with Remedy Entertainment since the 90s when they made Max Payne 1 and 2. And Max Payne is modeled after him because uh, they just used him as a, as a model. He, he doesn't do the voice because he's a Finnish guy. Uh, but his likeness was used for Max Payne. And now in this new game, you, you play an FBI uh, agent for half the game and your partner is this other FBI agent who has the same name as the hard-boiled like true detective guy that alan wake is known for writing so already we have like kind of parallels Mm. being brought between like like alan wake already had parallels but with sam lake on that like he's a writer of this true detective kind of like crime guy but now since alan wakes things come into life because he's near the lake that writer or i mean that character the detective (laughs) and i probably sound like i'm like explaining a fucking kingdom Hearts story right now but like there's so many different levels to going on of like, is this actually the real person that's writing this and having a layer of like, which reality is even real here. And is Alan Wake somehow including our reality and the fact that he is a form of fiction into it, that maybe we are a form of fiction because we're the audience or is this, is it's, it's just, it's crazy, man. Like I am looking forward to reading essays on this game. It sounds like a real mind bender, like to a T. Like it seems like you're just tr- constantly trying to figure out like what is real and what isn't the entire time, which I really like in the medium of video games because it really lets you get like in the nitty gritty and really just fucking like examine things at your own pace. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the Alan Wake series for sure. Yeah, I, c- I just, man, I, c- I can't recommended enough that second game i the first game is a little dated and it, it plays more like an action game a lot of the time but this the sequel like if, if you can't get through the first game watch like a 10 15 minute summary or whatever there's tons of those on youtube and just get a gist of the story 
And I also was surprised by how interconnected Control was to this game. Like, Control is not just, like, I guess you could say it's a sister game. But it's not like a, you know, it's not like a, oh, it's referenced. It's like people from the Federal Bureau of Control show up. Like, it's very directly tied in. Uh, and in the same kind of, I guess, cinematic universe, uh, per se. But, like, I... I'm in love with Remedy Entertainment right now. I just started Quantum Break because I realized that Quantum Break is one of the only games in their catalog that I kind of skipped over. And I think I skipped over it because I was intimidated that every hour of gameplay, you have to watch a 20-minute TV show um, that's like live action. And, and then that like connects the story. And I was like, okay, I'll get around to that eventually. And I just never did. But now I am because I'm like, wow, I, I just need more Remedy Entertainment story right now because Alan Wake was was so good and I want more of that. And immediately as I started playing Quantum Break, there's like multiple Alan Wake references, um, live action and just like in the game. How do you like that uh, that way of playing a game where it's like paired with a live action TV show? Uh, I mean, I feel like uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen enough of it to know when it's being done well and know when it's being done poor. There, with Alan Wake, I'm so engrossed in the story and so interested in like what's going on on the screen and what they're choosing to show and like what I'm not trying to pick up on that I don't ever feel like annoyed or bored. I bet on a second playthrough, I'd probably want to skip through some of that shit if I was like doing it over again um, really poorly yet. And I'm sure that it could be. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it's a bit of a disaster in terms of like the formatting, but it's it's cool if it's executed well. Yeah, and that's another thing is Alan Wake 2 is the first game that I can remember in my immediate memory of just uh, having live action so intermixed that it's constantly being flashed on the screen or you can see it on the reflection or you can see it on the TV that uh, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of that weird implication that like, yo, you know, you're, you're a 3D modeled character, clearly a video game, but the way that you see other people or like if a picture was taken of you, you'd look like live action. Really kind of like, I feel like we don't see this as much anymore, but kind of implying to like, even though things look like a video game, it is the real world or, you know, at least to these characters, they see it the same way that we do. I haven't seen that in a, in a little bit, but yeah, Alan Wake 2, definitely my game of the year, probably my game of the decade. It's very much a, like very, very up my tree. It's my style of like storytelling that I like. It's my style of horror. It's, it's, it's everything that really screams me, I think. And uh, I don't think it's going to be everyone's game of the year. I think Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom are going to be the titans in that arena together. But I hope that Alan Wake 2 gets some imp- like recognition mm-hmm. uh, because just the fact that this game even got made like there was multiple points where i was like wow i can't believe like because the games take an army to make right and it's a miracle that any game gets made and the fact that like enough people invested money into this and enough people spent so many like hours creating this piece of art because it really does feel like a like a piece of art to me it's just like phenomenal so yeah alan wake 2 highly recommend it highly highly wake recommend playing or watching a video on alan wake before and then uh, and then also playing or watching a video on control Mm. uh so yeah quantum break the ip is owned by microsoft so they actually have the same actors from quantum break show up in alan wake 2 but they've like renamed them so they're not the same characters as the quantum break characters and that is a much much like smaller tie-in uh they're not directly referenced i think it's more of just like a small easter egg 
but they definitely set up uh, future installments in, in Alan Wake's series. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Control 2 and whatever Remedy uh, makes next. Me too. It seems like Remedy is very, very experimental and willing to take a lot of risks in order to fulfill their uh, their vision. So I, I'm all for that. That's fucking awesome. Good for them. It takes a lot of balls to do that kind of stuff in, in a very stagnant uh, uh, form of media. Another thing I will say, on Wake 2, the first hour you don't shoot a weapon. It's very uh, atmospheric, I guess I would say. Uh, and I was also surprised Alan Wake 2 has a lot of detective stuff. Like, you're constantly collecting clues and pinning them up on a board and stringing one clue to the next and kind of, like, solving cases that carries that through the whole game. It's really fun. Um, and it gets addictive to, like, put more and more clues on the board and watch the connections and your character will arrive at conclusions and stuff. That's a lot of the FBI side of things. But then it becomes much... It becomes an action game. Like, there are times when I was balls to the wall, like... I know almost running out of all my ammo trying to stay alive. And there was points when I completely ran out of ammo and had to figure out how to just run away from some of this stuff. Uh, and Oh my God, it is scary as fuck. I screamed multiple times and like there were times when I was playing really late at night and I can't make any noise in the house. And I'm just like trying to silently contain <laughs> my fucking terrified moments, man. Like it, uh, it's a scary game. And that's another thing is like Alan Wake two, I mean, Alan Wake 1, I, I think an average gamer could get through it. It has some spooky moments. But Alan Wake 2, is a, it has full-fledged horror moments. has jump Hell scares. Yeah. It, it is a scary game. Uh, but like I said, you don't shoot a gun in the first hour, but eventually it will get to a, more of a balls-to-the-wall action for those who are like not down to just walk around and pick up clues. But yeah. Fuck yeah, man. I, it's, it looks really interesting. I definitely I want to give this a go as soon as possible. I If somehow cameron if you have time to play some video games i would really like to see you be alan wake 2 to talk to with you about it i would like to talk about about alan wake 2 with anyone but i don't know anyone who actually plays alan wake or alan wake 2 i know a few people who have a nostalgia for alan wake and are like oh wow alan wake 2 is out but i don't know anyone who's actually playing it and i would love a bit of a cult classic when it came out yeah yeah for sure yeah and remedies like none of their games have ever been extreme commercial successes like control was game of the year by from ign 2019 and uh i think that one made some waves but i don't think any of them have ever been like huge massive like everyone's played a remedy next up on our news slate so video game investment levels have dropped back to pre-covid times so as reported by victoria kennedy of Eurogamer, new data shows that investments into video gaming into the video game industry have dropped back down to pre-covid levels so just to summarize for you guys every year there's like a summary of how much money is invested into the video game industry to help fund more games let's let's look at 2019 in 2019 this was around 4.1 billion dollars but this surged over the last three years so in 2020 it went up to 6.7 billion which is like a massive surge compared to any other this wasn't like, you know, 2019 was 4 billion and 2018 was 2 billion, you know. This is a pretty steady until suddenly it surged to 6.7 in 2020. Then in 2021 it surged to 14.8 billion and then in 2022 it it kind of stayed around the same with 14.5 billion. So this is like a 10 billion dollar increase in the video game industry in the last 2 years. So like that goes to show you with COVID, everyone at home, everyone playing video games, just a lot more investors thought it was a good idea to put a lot of money into video games now this number has dropped this year down to two billion so far we still have one more quarter in the year 
but like that is significantly lower than even 2019 by a billion dollars at this point. So this might be why we're seeing so many layoffs right now because way less money is being pumped into the video game industry as we kind of like rubber band back to uh, I guess a pre-COVID era mm-hmm. and it could also explain why we've seen so many incredible games come out this year because you know over the last few years there's been so much money pumped into video games and a lot of video games have been polished or delayed to this year and now we're seeing the accumulation of all these games come out uh so right because a bunch of games got either delayed or just flat out canceled when covid first came out right yeah and as so everyone I like moved we're to... finally getting that big all of those delays at least are kind of finally coming out after uh, covid started to die down and people could start returning back to work yeah and i i know that like when people started working from home remotely uh a lot of the like uh work output was lowered because mm-hmm. uh, people were adjusting right so yeah way less money is being pumped in the video game industry this year than the last three years and we were just kind of like you know Hopefully we're going to see another bounce back up to, you know, a higher number, but we'll see. We'll see next year. So, so yeah. Uh, Next up, I saw that a former, well, okay. As reported by Wesley LeBlanc of Game Informer, Greg Street, former lead systems designer on Blizzard's World of Warcraft and executive producer on Riot Games' League of Legends MMO, has announced he's leaving the League of Legends MMO to work on a new AAA MMO codenamed Ghost alongside a new studio called Fantastic Pixel Castle. So I guess he's leaving the unreleased League of Legends MMO to go work on uh, a new, different MMO. Uh, but, you know, at least it sounds like we're getting two different AAA MMOs down the line. One to codename Ghost and whatever League of Legends has cooking up. I, think huh. it, I feel like it's been a minute since... I, I guess it hasn't been that long. We had Lost Ark and we had New World. Uh, but we haven't had, like, a new MMO come out this year. I feel like there's been a lot of MMOs, like released pretty recently like everyone I, wants to take down world of warcraft man which yeah which is shocking because like i feel like there's all these fucking big mmos there's world of warcraft there's final fantasy 14 there's fucking isn't um what's the gotcha anime girl one that's not like, an mmo is it not is the the fucking genshin impact yeah is genshin not an mmo no well either way a lot of I feel like people gravitate to like one of three big MMOs. So I feel like it's mm-hmm. weird that people keep trying to be these slayers of giants. <laughs> people want to break into that that those the big three, you know? Y- yeah, that's true. But I just I don't. It hasn't been done in a really long time. I feel like. I yeah, I agree. Uh, and it's wild that the a lot of the big three have held down their uh, lanes for so long. For sure. For sure. But uh. But, you know, I if anyone can do it, like Riot Games with their League of Legends and Valorant history, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe they know what it takes to, like, really make a, make a mark in that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Riot was able to do it just because they have so much pull and they are big fans of making money and a successful MMO can make fuck tons of money. Yes. So, yeah. And pretty much everything they've touched has turned into money signs. So I would not be surprised. Speaking of money signs, Atari has purchased Digital Eclipse this week, as reported by James Batchelor of Games Industry. 
uh, for $4 million in cash, $2.5 million in newly issued ordinary shares, and a potential performance-based earnouts of up to $13.5 million over the next 10 years. So Digital Eclipse is a U.S. developer, has been around since 1992. They're known for remastering retro games such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection, the Disney Classic Games Collection, and the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection. The studio has previously worked with Atari on the Atari 50, the Anniversary Collection. So yeah, Atari is buying up a studio. So I mean that's good news. I mean good look for Atari. I, I suppose they have money yeah. right now to buy a studio. They're expanding, so I'd love to see that. Uh, and then yeah, the last thing I wanted to touch on before I get into this weird thing I wanted to do was that uh, a little rumor. I want to touch on a little rumor. According to Spanish outlet Area Juanes which has a history of accurately reporting leaks. A God of War Ragnarok DLC has been in the works and is set to be announced at the end of the year. According to that same source, the leak supports a theory that it will be a half-sequel akin to Spider-Man Miles Morales or Uncharted Lost Legacy. So if this is true, I'm just expecting this to be an Atreus game. Mm. Did you finish Ragnarok? No, I... uh... I got to a point where I, I took a quest that was like way past my my like the build of my character, so it's like really fucking hard. Um and it's literally just a boss battle. And it was like a random side quest. It was like, I don't recommend you taking this one right now. I was like, Ah, I'm I'm good at this game, it's fine. And then I tried to beat this boss for like like a day. Like a day straight. And I just couldn't. And so, so I I'm working up the strength to just boot that up again and fucking take on this goddamn boss battle. You just finished the story. I, I, I'm like locked in to this. Like I, the little, the boss is literally blocking the door from the, in like the arena that I'm in. So I can't do anything but this boss battle. There can't be any way that you're just completely trapped, but all right. I'm pretty sure. I I don't think I could like load previous saves. I could be wrong, but I I tried quite a bit to like see what I could work around. <laughs> okay, so but also it's gotten to the point where I'm like, this bitch. I'm gonna fucking. I need to kill this bitch right now. <laughs> I've just been so humiliated by this goddamn elf lady with two swords. Elf lady with two swords in the library. Did you ever do that one? Yeah, I beat her. Yeah. That's part of the story. That's the main quest. Why don't you just turn it, the difficulty down? Because I'm a man, Kelton. Turn it I'm down. I'm not a boy and like you. Get through it and turn it back up when you get out. I of the quit room. when things are hard. <laughs> Goddamn. All right. So, two podcasts. One that I really like and one that I have not listened to yet. P.S. I love you and Podcast Beyond posted this bracket to determine the best PS5 game that's been released. And I thought it would be fun for us to also do the bracket. Yeah. So we're just going to have to decide together uh, about some of these. So first up, we have Astro's Playroom versus Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. I mean, Astro's Playroom was fun, I guess, but like it's no, it's no fucking Uncharted. I'm torn on this one because I felt like Astro's Playroom was like a really, really great kind of like tech demo for the ps5 and it was a really fun satisfying game and uncharted legacy of thieves is like a collection of games that came out on previous gens so are the, is it really a ps5 game yeah it, it just seems like 
I, I want to say Astros just because Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection seems like a fucking cop out to say it's a PS5 game because at least Astros Playroom is a PS5 game and All it's right. an exclusive Astros Playroom bam Astros Playroom it is next up God of War Ragnarok versus Marvel's Spider-Man 2 Ragnarok for sure yeah Ragnarok I'm gonna have to go with Ragnarok sure. really good okay. story you get to cut people in half Astros- I don't think you cut anyone in half in Spider-Man 2 Astros Playroom versus God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, man. I'm pretty I'm sure to, you do get to cut people in half in Astros Playroom at some point. I'm going to have to go with God of War Ragnarok. With your little laser boots. Let's do let's do God of War. Ragnarok. Why not? I love an underdog. Let's I'm do God gonna, of right. War. Next up, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart versus Death Stranding Director's Cut. Uh, Sorry, one like more this time. This is more of a question for me. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart versus Death Stranding Director's Cut. Yeah, I didn't play any of those <laughs> games. I'm going to go, cause be, I feel like Ratchet and Clank, well, Death Stranding Director's Cut is a game that came out on PS4. Director's Cut just added like a couple new things. I'm going to go with Rift Apart. It's a PS5 game. Uh, next a lot of be like a, not PS5 games on here. Returnal versus Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Returnal. I mean, once again, Ghost of Tsushima is not a PS5 game. Uh, Returnal. Man, did you play Ghost of Tsushima though? I did. I I platinumed it. It's really good. It's really. It was. Returnal good. is also really good though. Yes, I I like Returnal a lot. It was it was my my thing is that Returnal is a lot more unique than Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima feels like it's been done a lot of times, and if it wasn't made. In the like, if it wasn't like a samurai game, I don't think I'd be nearly into Ghost of Tsushima as much as I am. Yeah, I felt like Ghost of Tsushima did a really good job of taking a bunch of established, very established open world game mechanics, putting mm. a you know a real a good samurai movie, classic samurai movie inspired story on top of it, and a samurai skin, and you know it worked. It worked yes. really well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like Returnal is just a, like a little bit more like innovative. So let's do Returnal. So that brings us to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart versus Returnal. Uh, I'm going to go. I've, from what I've heard, Ratchet and Clank had. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Ratchet and Clank seems to, like, really utilize the PS5 to its utmost. So let's do that. Yeah, that was, it was crazy. You'd go through portals and it would load so many assets just instantaneously. So that brings us now next to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart versus God of War Ragnarok. God of War and Ragnarok, to go baby. God of War Ragnarok. Okay, so that, we've, we've, we've finished one little bracket. Hell yeah. Next up, Spider-Man Miles Morales versus Destruction All-Stars. Destruction All-Stars. What is that? I'm going to go with Spider-Man Miles Morales here. It was a launch title for PS5, and it slapped. Next up, oh, Horizon okay. Call of the Mountain, which is the Horizon Forbidden West or whatever. I guess it's just called Horizon, right? That's just the name of the series. Horizon yeah. Call of the Mountain is the VR title versus Ooh. The Last of Us Part 1, which is a remastered or remade. It's a remade Last of Us Part 1. I unfortunately haven't played. I don't have a VR, so I haven't played the VR version. It looked really good. Have, did you get any hands-on time with that? I have not played it either. Well, I'm gonna by... go, we should go with Horizon because it's a PS5 title. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these are just winning by default. Yeah, let's do that guy. It Spider-Man, looks really good. Miles Morales versus Horizon Call of the Mountain. I'd be willing to give it to Horizon if I'm being honest. Really? I thought I I liked Spider-Man Miles Morales. I liked it too, but like I cried <sighs> at the end. 
Dude, you are <laughs> his friend. Cry, baby. All right, we're going Miles Morales. No, let's yeah, let's do Miles Morales. I'm cool with Miles Morales. That's fun. Next up, Demon Souls versus Sackboy: A Big Adventure. Fucking Demon Souls, baby! Hell yeah! It's a remake, man. Yeah, but it's like it's like the way that fucking Final Fantasy VI but is a. Did remake. you play it's, Sackboy? I didn't. Sackboy is so much fun. Yeah, but so is Demon Souls, and Demon Souls is a system seller. It's more commercially uh, successful. So, for maybe old grumpy men, dude, Sackboy is for no, uh, bro, for the like, next gen. It basically sold PS fives. Like, all right, we'll give it. It to was Demon like the Souls. big that and Ragnarok were the big reasons why people bought PS fives on release. Actually, yeah. I only think Ragnarok was there on release. No, it came out. It was. Recently. It, it was just Demon Souls. <laughs> I mean, they had Miles Morales and they had Returnal. <laughs> On release? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But well, but Miles Morales was a, a PS4 game as well, right? Oh, uh, probably. I think Demon's Souls is one of the first, like, legit, like, uh, standalone titles for the PS5. Uh, next I, up? I, I don't think Sackboy was pulling that kind of weight, all I'm saying. We got Horizon Forbidden West versus Gran Turismo 7. Man, like, I'm going to say Horizon because, and I've heard that Gran Turismo, like, that specific one is really good, but I'm just, like, not a car guy. I am yeah. not a car guy. Sorry, I'm a car cart guys. guy. Big cart fella. You put cute little characters in a tiny little, behind tiny little wheels, throw some eggs and shells at people. That's a good time. So Horizon Forbidden West is moving up to go against Demon Souls, and I'm going to hard argue for Horizon here. Ooh. Well, okay. Um, I think I think that Demon Souls once again. I I think was played a more significant part in the success of the PS5 than Horizon did. But and I think it's a funner game, just in terms of like moment to moment gameplay. But uh, it's a little convoluted at times. Uh. And it's nowhere near as good of a story as Horizon. I'll give Horizon that. But I think it looks better than Horizon. Dude, Horizon Forbidden West is one of the best-looking games I've ever played. Yeah, it's really good. I was just looking through Demon's my... Souls is really, really, really fucking good-looking. I was it's looking through my screenshots, and I have a lot of Horizon Forbidden West when I went into photo mode for a long time. That's great, man. I think We're moving great. Horizon up. <laughs> It's beaten Demon this Souls. This is fucking rigged. This is rigged. Next up, we have Spider-Man Miles Morales mm-hmm. versus Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon. Yeah. Horizon. Horizon. Cooler world, funner mechanics, better looking game, better story. Another Papa bracket John's. down. We got two more brackets to go. Pushing it over time for this bracket stuff today. <laughs> All right. We got Chicory, A oh. Colorful Tale. Versus Baldur's Gate 3. No! So, this is... I haven't played either of these games. Chicory doesn't stand a chance going against the giant. This is up to Cameron. Okay, it's Baldur's Gate. But Chicory would have gone really far if it was in the last bracket. I would have taken Chicory over fucking Horizon. Fuck Horizon. You heard it here first. Cameron has just curb stomped Chicory into the ground. (laughs) Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is moving up. So My sweet little boy. Resident Evil 4 remake versus Sifu. Man, this oh, sucks. Dude. Sifu, Sifu is so much fun when you get in the flow. 
Yeah, dude, Sifu just feels so good. But Resident Evil 4 Remake is phenomenal. Yeah. Fuck, man, this one's tough. Especially since I hadn't played Resident Evil 4 until the remake. And Me so neither. it was, like, all fresh. And I was like, well, oh, man, this is rad. I played, like, through half of, like, a, a remastered HD version of the game. But the mm. remake of 4 is just so much better. It's it's great. Right. I'm I'm going Resident Evil 4 because it's it's done more for the gaming landscape. It looks better. It plays really well. I feel like a, a dad crying as he's like about to shoot his sick dog in the head or whatever. Yeah, like the chicory uh, dog. I'm sorry, Sifu. <laughs> but yeah, Resident Evil 4 is moving up. So that makes Baldur's Gate 3 versus Resident Evil 4. Baldur's Gate, baby. I'm a D&D boy through I haven't through. played Baldur's Gate, but... From everything I've heard, I'm gonna let that slide. Next up, we have Ghostwire Tokyo versus Stray. I I think Ghostwire Tokyo takes Stray around the block. Stray gang, Stray gang. I love me a cat. I, lo- I love Stray. Stray is is not the best game. I think it's a really cool concept and has really cool atmosphere. But Ghostwire Tokyo is actually really fun to play. I yeah. I don't think I don't think uh, Stray can stand toe to toe in terms of like gameplay or mechanics. Uh, but it's it's got a fun little story and it's got really good vibes. Uh, but I'll, I'll give it to Ghostwire. This next one's kind of gonna be hard for me. We got Final Fantasy VII Remake versus Deathloop. Fucking Deathloop! Oh my dude, God. Final Fantasy VII Remake is so good. I I have only seen gameplay footage of it, and I've played bits and pieces of it. It's so much fun. But dude, Deathloop, Deathloop is like, it genuinely has like innovative game mechanics and storytelling, you know, and beautiful, beautiful art style, like constant like evolution of how you approach different levels. You're playing the same like four levels over and over again, but like it's so creative how they make each level seem fresh with uh, the new uh, like enemies placement and weapon placement and storylines and different ways and ways you have to like time killing things in order to progress the story. I haven't seen such a creative game made in a very, very long time. Let's move Deathloop up. So now we have Deathloop versus Ghostwire Tokyo. I think Deathloop is a stronger game. Oh yeah. But a thousand times, yeah. Although I would have said Final Fantasy VII Remake is a stronger game than Ghostwire Tokyo, just for the record here. So yeah, yeah Deathloop they're, they're is... They're both really good games, and Ghostwire is an okay game. Deathloop's moving up, so now we have Deathloop versus Baldur's Gate 3. Uh... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I, I, I personally think Deathloop is funner than Baldur's Gate 3 and it's not as much of a time sink everything I've heard about Baldur's Gate 3 is like pushing an entire genre forward with the storytelling I agree and choices like once again I think the the fun snappy uh I like the biggest thing here is I think that like for the average person I don't think we can for, rightfully put Deadly with my Baldur's Gate 3. I think for the average person, Baldur's Gate 3 is better. But for me specifically, Deathloop is better than Baldur's Gate 3. It's just more of a me game than Baldur's Gate 3 is. And I love D&D. I feel like we have to put Baldur's Gate 3 above this, man. Okay, fine. We'll do Baldur's Gate 3. 
because I've played Deathloop, and if Baldur's Gate 3 is truly better than Deathloop, then I'm going to be disappointed in Baldur's Gate 3. Because <laughs> Deathloop was good, but it wasn't like as good as Baldur's Gate 3 is, according to everyone I've been talking to. It's pretty fucking good. It, uh, It's pretty All fucking right, good. Let's wrap this up. Final Fantasy 16 versus Disco Elysium. I'm going to put Disco Elysium above Final Fantasy 16. I agree. Disco Elysium is phenomenal. Next up, Kena, Bridge of Spirits versus Elden Ring. I think there's a clear winner here. Elden Ring's moving up. Kena, oh. Yeah. Yeah, Elden Ring. <laughs> the That's Witcher I... 3, Wild Hunt versus Street Fighter 6. What the fuck? <laughs> Some of these. <laughs> Street Fighter 6 is going to take the win here, I guess. Yep. Because uh, it's actually a PS5 game. Next up, we have It Takes Two versus Forspoken. So It, it takes, takes Two. two. It's going up. Okay. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. Disco Elysium versus and the Disco Elysium is a is a the, it's the final cut. So that is a remake that we're putting up there. Disco Elysium versus Elden Ring. Elden Ring, personally. Elden Ring, moving up. Next up, Street Fighter Six versus It Takes Two. I love Street Fighter. Um, I think It Takes Two should go up. Really? They're both. Yeah. They both have like a very like land party kind of vibe to them that like connects people but like street fighter you know there's like it's a six in its series there's also mortal Kombat and injustice yeah, and all these other fighters yeah. it takes two is much more unique i agree i agree uh, i also don't think it expanded upon like street it just like you get a wacky character creator and a couple new fighters and then a weird campaign i agree it takes two is better so it takes two versus elden ring I'm going to say an Elden Ring for sure. <laughs> okay. Elden Ring's great. Uh, Elden Ring's moving up. Okay, so now we're in the final four. So, moving back over, we have God of War Ragnarok. Oh, no. Versus. going to kill a lot of. Horizon Forbidden West. Okay, God of War. God of War is like one of my favorite games. I'll say God of War as well. On the other side, we have Baldur's Gate 3 versus. Deathloop. Wait, no, we already established. I was, was going to say. Okay, we have Baldur's Gate 3 versus Elden Ring. <laughs> and look at that. In the crowd, it's Deathloop. He's coming down. <laughs> um, uh, mm, I might go Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I, I, think, really, I think I would also choose Baldur's Gate. I really like Baldur's Gate a lot. All right. Baldur's Gate 3 versus God of War Ragnarok in our final 1v1 of the PS5. Kelton, give me give me your take first. My take is that Alan Wake 2 was just missing from this whole list. <laughs> That's, that was my take, because I would put Alan Wake 2 above both of these games. Uh, but for me, I have not played Baldur's Gate 3. I have played God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I cried multiple times during God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Uh, haven't cried at all during Baldur's Gate. Is that just your, not played it. your standard for like what makes a game good? Is if, if a game make you cry can bring me to tears, uh, it's pretty hype, you know. Alan Wake Two did not get me to cry. Must be a bad game. Definitely, this sounds terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would probably put God of War Ragnarok here. Because I have a lot of biases here. I'm a huge God of War fan for 20 years. And I thought Ragnarok was phenomenal. Mm. And, uh, yeah. 
haven't played Baldur's Gate 3. I've I've played a decent amount of both these games. Oh man. Man oh man oh man oh man. Uh So so like Baldur's Gate I think is more creative in the storytelling and gives you a lot more expression over your gameplay style whereas God of War just takes one thing and hones it to a very fine edge. And it's been so long since I went into a game, and both these games do it, uh, where like you just wanna, you're like so intrigued to talk to literally everything that can tell you more about the world or that can tell you about certain quest lines. It is so fucking rare for me to be like, oh, I wanna talk to literally everything I can talk to in this one town just because I like learning about it and everyone's like interesting and fun. I would like scrounge for extra little bits of dialogue when uh, in God of War when you're like on like the when you're going in between worlds and you're like on the fucking world tree or whatever and like you're talking like the squirrel or if you like like just stand long enough near a certain object like Ymir will just talk about lore of the world and it's never it never repeats itself it's all fresh stuff and so I would be like I would be so pissed if I accidentally went through like a door uh, too soon and then would cut the dialogue and they're like, oh, well, we're here. Um, and that's a really crazy feeling for me. Uh, I think I I think I get more so of that in God of War. So I agree. I think God of War takes it. So God of War Ragnarok is, well, besides, besides Alan Wake 2, is Presswa's pick for best PS5 game that's currently out. So, all right, that'll wrap it up <laughs> for uh, episode 17, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you guys have a different game that you would put at number one, or do you, if you guys think that me and Cameron didn't give Gran Turismo 7 its justice, <laughs> just send us an email and just fucking let it out on us. Yeah, man. light us up. Just let it rip. And you can hit us up at PressYCast at gmail.com but we will be catching you guys next week for episode uh, 18 next friday i'm gonna go play some warcraft rumble and i'm gonna go play some spider-man 2 nice yeah bye guys and chicory goodbye goodbye